Hi, my name's Sean Taylor. That guy over there is my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter fame. And Chris, it's been an oddly long time since we've had to do this. It's been like <laughs> yeah, we've... five, seven weeks, six weeks, six weeks. Yeah, was, maybe yeah. six weeks since we had to do this. So I forgot how to function as as a human. And also apparently Discord's wonky. So Chris, every once in a while, I'm just going to wave my hands like this. And that's just to make sure that you can still I can't, see me. I can't see anything right now. The screen's just black, but whatever. The screen, as long as you can see me. You can't You can't see me at all? Not even that weird picture of you. I'm just, I'm just waving my hands right now. Oh, well, now I can't see you. Well, Discord, listen. I, oh, I can see you now. Okay, and you're moving. You do? I don't know. <laughs> Tech support. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you try restarting it? And... Chris, it is uh, great to talk to you live again. Last time we hung out, it was at in the car on the way home from Comic-Con, which was great. And we hope that you enjoyed. I know the audio was a little rough for the trivia video, but we like sharing those. Just kind of let you play along and uh, share our experience a little bit. So hope you enjoyed that. Today, Chris, we're kind of starting a whole new, I guess you'd call it like a mini series or subset of videos. that It's going to carry us through the next few weeks. Um, but before we get to that, how you doing? What are you up to? I'm doing perfectly fine. Doing fine. Fantastic. No antidotes. Nothing. Nothing. Awesome. Um, Chris, I went to the movie theater for the first time in ages, and I found out that I'm still bad at movie theaters. <laughs> I just want to wiggle, and I want to stand up, and I just want to pause and go to the bathroom and eat snacks in my house and make sandwiches and the whole time. And it was a good movie. And the whole time I just thought, I, I wish I was at home right now. <laughs> mm. I know. Uh, first world problems. But listen, these chairs are wicked comfy. And the snacks upstairs are much cheaper than movie theater snacks. Do you get snacks? Are you um, snacks at the theater guy? I sneak in snacks. Sneak in snacks. Okay, good choice. Good choice. Yeah. Um, well, but hey, Chris, that being said, let's uh, tell me about the next few weeks here. Tell us what we're going through. Next few weeks. All right. We will be ranking every quotations, every bender from each of the elements. Uh, so this week, it will be every airbender ranked. The week after that, it will be every waterbender ranked, then every earthbender ranked, then every firebender ranked. And then every non-bender ranked. And I say every bender from each of these. But it really should be every notable bender. Like if I don't if they're so insignificant and I don't remember their names and stuff like that, we we didn't put them on here. It's it's fine. But we we all need to be that concrete and that uh official of a list. That's but too strong. You, you That's too it. strong. Yeah. Yeah. And but, I didn't even ask you. This is me asking genuinely because I should have done it 10 minutes ago. How do you want to do this order-wise? Do you want to go like five through one and then fill in the end of the list or bottom of the list to top? Or nah, we, to I'd like to go... We'll, we'll go from worst to best. Worst but to we'll, best. We'll go quickly through like... the, the I don't know. The, we'll core talent. That sounds good. Day. Excellent. And... Any other disclaimers? I know we talked about not necessarily who would beat who 
just trying to gauge power yes. big picture not not like a one-on-one fight scenario yeah uh these rankings are gauging their abilities their strength of various abilities um and not necessarily who would win in a fight so there might be a number one who i think would actually lose in fight to like the number three but this person is just so great in the multitude of things that put them at number one uh, but we'll you know we'll get to that. And so thinking about it in that case, not necessarily food win in a fight case. For the most part, number you know they probably would win in a fight against a lower ranked person. But just, know, a little bit more nuanced ranking than just that. So consider that. That sounds fantastic, Chris. I have the handy dandy list right here on my beautiful phone, and we're starting with Airbenders. Are you are you ready to roll? Uh, let's go. Chris came up with 16 notable airbenders. So we'll yeah. start airbending. Oh, sorry. Airbending was, uh, airbending wasn't a lot to choose from. Um, and then, but I do think the top, but the top three is like, oh, it's tough when you get to the top three. Man, like, I, I was top. I mean, I get what you're saying, top three. I'm going to say top four is tough. But yeah. I get what you're saying. But, yeah. Hang on to your hats, folks. Let's go down to number 16. Let's start there. Chris, number 16 is Boomy. Number 16, yeah, that's pretty sad. <laughs> Boomy spent his whole life like, in a shadow of his father and somewhat of his, of his little brother. But he, you know, and secretly he, he wanted to be <laughs> a, a bidder. Um, yeah, Boomy. So I don't, I don't, want, I don't want to spend too much time talking about him. He is a decent airbending. He does have some spiritual abilities, but we're not including that because this is airbending, and that's not even a subset of airbending. Number 15, Icky. Icky. Uh, she... I mean, I should, well, yeah, she should be here. She just doesn't really display that many strengths of, of airbending. Which, yeah, we got she's to great. See. She's young. We haven't seen it yet. Yeah, she's young. Like, I think she's... I want to say, like, 11 by the end of the series. Number 14. One that, in my head, I wanted to be higher, but I, it's in the right spot. I just expected it to be higher for some reason. Opal. Number 14. Yeah, Opal... I think, uh... You know what, man? Maybe I should have Opal higher than Milo. You know, in my head, I was like, oh, she should be higher. But the longer I thought about it, it was more I was like, I bet I'm going through the same train of thought that you went through to put them here in the first place. And it feels. Yeah. They're close. But speaking of. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. You're about to. Yeah. Speaking of 13, uh, 13 is Milo who, listen, you got to give Milo some credit for potential. Like of all the people we're talking about on the list so far, you're like, that kid is going to be a great bender someday. He's going to destroy the world someday with airbending. So Opal's, I think the reason why I might have an Opal a little bit higher is that she's shown like some direct fight. Hmm. No, I'm, I think I'm good with Milo being, I think I'm good with Milo being higher because Milo fall equalist alongside um, his, his siblings he also does some fart bending. He's also just been bending a lot longer than her. So he should be better than her. He just has he has an air about him, an air of uh well, an air of power. He's a little guy, but I'm telling you, potential. 
his potential is going to pay off. Chris, number 12 is Kai. Uh, yeah, Kai just showing like a great in, 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 instinctive, just uh, natural talent for airbending. Uh, and I've seen him in action take on very formidable foes. And that I don't think anyone below him could do. Like he took on police. Granted, he lost, but still, uh, he took on you know pirates and stuff in midair. He, he, I think it just has uh, more wins and more achievements as as an airbender. The, Great natural talent. The speed with which he caught on implies some promise. Chris, number eleven. Yeah, <laughs> this is my favorite. Kyoshi and all other avatars <laughs> coincidentally airbend. Yeah, well, <laughs> so we're, you're going to see that uh, in in the other list. That at one point, I get to a point where I don't, I can't. I know all the avatars have probably mastered all of these elements, all the elements, including air. But I don't have a clear picture on like which one is better than the other. And so they're just going to get bundled up. If I do have a, a pretty good idea of of them um, pulling away from one of the others in terms of, of power skill, then I'll separate them. If not, then they'll just get pulled up into the same thing. So I think this is reasonable as we can do under the circumstances. Yeah, I think with Kyoshi, her biggest airbending thing I think I've seen her do not being in the Avatar state, she blew, like, Chin's clothes away, which is probably actually pretty impressive. Um, and she... Oh, she was able to blow in her uh, assault on that one compound. She blew... Uh, I think it was Lao Ga away. But she was just, like, a very novice airbender. Uh, yeah, so I'm good with the Kyoshi being there. Could be some potency there, but not a lot of uh, tact, so to speak. At least not for Kyoshi specifically. No, and I think I think bundling them together that way, as long as there's no reason not to. I don't know yeah. how else you would how else you would rationalize. Chris, we're to the top ten now. Number ten is Jinpa. Number ten, Jinpa. Jinpa is from the Shadow of Kyoshi. Uh, I think is actually a good title. Uh, for that, but they push you titles something else. We have a conversation for another day. Are we about to rank <laughs> all the titles of all the uh, Ooh, all yeah. the Avatar <laughs> Universe literary works? Rank every episode title. Rank like, oh, you're ranking all the episodes? No, no. just the titles. We've already <laughs> we already ranked all the episodes. We're ranking the titles now. You know that would be kind of fun ranking them off sex appeal. Right? <laughs> like if you're just looking at the back of the box and you had to just pick, you know, like all right, yeah. where are you picking? I kind of like, think that's got potential. The Legend of Korra ones, I think, would be lower because, like, I, I don't really love a lot of their titles, and it's, and they're not necessarily indicative of the episodes. We could we um, could rank them sort of relative to their respective series to keep things okay. keep things kind of fair, <laughs> right? I, There's a couple like I like. Um, oh my gosh, I can't. Uh, There's one title that I really. Never mind. Um, I mean, anyway, the Great Divide at title value sounds like a solid, a solid little thirty minutes. It sounds like a great episode. Yeah, 
That's why I was thinking. There was this quick video I saw about Star Wars. How all the all the titles and all those are wrong, and but they should be other episodes. Like the Rise of Skywalker should not be in the prequel in the sequel trilogy, but instead it should be the first one because it's the Rise of Anakin Skywalker. And like Attack of the Clones, sorry, should be. The second episode, it should be the third episode because the clones do attack. <laughs> and then uh, Fats and Menace should be like one in the sequels when, uh, anyway, interesting. I, I, say this from a place of, right. I say this from a place of bias as like a super casual Star Wars fan, but I'm so upset and just bored of Star Wars right now that I don't even care about their titles. Uh, yeah. But casual Star Wars fan, I can't <laughs> represent the masses. Uh, Jimpa, what did Jimpa okay, do? So Jimpa, I so Jim, did Jimpa have everybody tattoos? I feel like he did. Um, but regardless, I, I so. always felt like he was a better Airbender than Kyoshi, and I feel like that it, they were presented that way that he was better Airbender than Kyoshi. So, and I'm above Kyoshi. I think that's very reasonable. Uh, speaking of separated out avatars, though, next number nine, you've got Korra. Yeah, Korra. So Korra, we do have a pretty distinct look on her airbending techniques. Uh, she seems to use airbending actually a lot towards the end of the series, and she is skilled enough to teach others how to airbend. Uh, she taught uh, Opal, and to me, that is indicative of being a master, especially in, in terms of like actual martial arts that is like one of the key things like if you're able to teach others um we've seen her use airbending a lot and i don't man i have a chimpa below her huh there's just been more i've just seen her do higher skilled and powerful more powerful techniques than have been described as jimpa doing i and listen i know i'm boring but i'm always gonna go with the the known commodity over the assumptions. Yeah. And yeah. no, I think not much speculation. Yeah. Probably. I think that's a, a good spot for her. It's funny that you mentioned like the mastery involving the ability to teach others. Cause I always feel like the, the saying in like sports is those who can't do teach, right? Like you can't play, you become yeah. a coach. <laughs> um, number nine, uh, number eight, pardon me. Gyatsu. Man, man, I have my counts number eight. The rest I know, must be but great. The, the rest of this, uh, this is stacked, man. The yeah. bottom, the bottom half is a little soft. Gets really exciting now. Yeah. Okay. So, Gyatsu must be. He wanted. He's an airbending master. Uh, he was freaking gliding on. He was surfing on gliders as a kid. But the thing that I think separates him from others is that he killed. A bunch of firebenders that people don't talk about too often. A whole room of like, firebenders, yeah. just dead corpses. Mm -hmm. They're gonna be they're gonna be twenty to thirty firebender corpses. Yeah, yeah. In episode like, three, all... right? <laughs> yes, episode three, yeah. the Southern Air Temple, uh, and all of them are like it's, it's almost like a pyramid up to him, which just looks 
devastating. I want to see that scene, even if it's uh, like oh, a non-canon recreation of, of some type. Yeah. But I want somebody to interpret how it happened in that fashion. Maybe the Netflix show would do it. That'd be cool. I think they should. Like a cool flashback or something. It didn't have to be even live action. It could be some kind of... Yeah, I don't know, yeah. some kind of a Loch Ness monster blurry mess of a flashback or whatever. But I just want it to be imagined how how he did it. So yeah, I'd say that's pretty that's pretty powerful. Oh, real quick. Also another disclaimer or criteria. I'm not including animals in this. So sorry, Appa's sorry, not Appa, yeah, you know. out. Um obviously yeah. he would be number one. Because he's a bison, mm. he's a giant flying bison. Chris, mm. what else do you need? Well, now, well, now I'm curious where would I put off. where? Listen, let's <laughs> we'll, we'll finish the the ranking proper. Okay, and then I want you to think <laughs> about the airbending animals, and then we'll do a quick this the uh, hypothetical plug, you know. Yeah. Um, Chris, I think killing a room full of people would be good grounds to to argue Gyatsu over your number seven pick. So I'd like to hear your reasoning behind Ooh, number okay. seven. Lahima, Guru, Guru Lahima. I don't know how to pronounce that. You know what though? That's a good question. So Guru Lahima. Powerful. Did I know unlock... power does not have to imply violence, and so I should not be making that one to one. But it is a natural, like, human instinct to to do that. Mm-hmm. So we know absolutely nothing about Guru Lahima's fighting prowess because he was a. Pretty much a pacifist, I feel like, uh, or just didn't sure care. So, yeah, he probably, I feel like he was probably the type of monk who was very much a nomad of just like um, detaching myself from like any, like any worldly anything. Like, I'm gonna eat an apple once a year. That's all the nourishment I need. I'd buy uh, into that, into that, uh, not into the lifestyle because I hate apples. But no, I buy into your description of his lifestyle. <laughs> Uh, but he did unlock ancient airbending technique of, of levitation. And that was the factor that took it over for me. Like, I don't know, like I had to speculate a little bit on Gyatso that he killed, you know, a room full of firebenders, but I know Gyatso wasn't that skilled enough to... To, or he, he wasn't he able escape to escape a room full of firebenders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sounds a little. <laughs> it does sound dark, man. Yeah. I'm uh, just saying, he could have done better. Uh, where Gyatsu might be able to take him one on one, maybe. Uh, but I would, I just, I have Lahima that high up because he was uh, able to levitate. Un, un, paralleled skills up to the point in time of another airbender we will discuss in a, yes. in a, in a literal sense of unparalleled skills Chris this one we had a, a nice conversation about I think number six is Janora yes Janora uh, Interesting man you know in subject. my heart in my heart I wanted to put her like way higher because I think she's uh, really underrated so Janora has her airbending tattoos. She comes into clutch like all the freaking time. Uh, able to make huge tornadoes with other people's help, but she's like the main focal person in it. Uh, but the main thing that separates her is that she's created sub techniques of airbending, mixing her spiritual abilities with her airbending to do things like a spiritual projection and uh, 
and I don't know, Force Ghost type of deal. Well, Spiritual Projections. Close to anybody. Uh, she's also, you know, very talented in, in techniques. Uh, her fighting prowess isn't like an A grade, probably more of a B grade, but the techniques she has, I think, uh, are really, uh, really great. And theoretically, in that family, you're going to sort of receive top notch technique training and or just technical airbender training. Speaking of the family, number five is Tenzin. This is where we had a nice conversation of Tenzin Jinora. What what order do we put those in? Yeah, yeah, we were going back and forth between these two because I firmly believe Tenzin would. I mean, this sounds terrible. He would beat his, uh, <laughs> his daughter in a fight. That's that's uh, he's, yeah, he's a grown she man. would go pick her own switch and then he would beat her with it. Yeah, I get how parenting yeah. works. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Granted, he doesn't have any of those spiritual techniques, but I think his fighting prowess is, and abilities are so much better than hers that uh, that he... And when it comes to just airbending, there might only be a few people that are better than him when it comes to, like, just fighting. No other, like, techniques involved. It's probably only three better than that. There was also, you know, a point in time where, hold on, let me get my timing right. Was there a point in time where he was the only airbender on Earth? There was. The he was the Avatar? last airbender at one point. Yeah. Yeah. And so not that, that, not that really contributes, but there's like a, I don't know, there's like an aura to his existence. Mm, yeah. I don't know if that weighs fat, any, carries any weight here, but it's cool at least. Uh, like cool. if he was entering That's, into the he's ring, the second last, he's the second last Airbender, <laughs> the much <laughs> less interesting title. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the second last Airbender, <laughs> the worst nickname in one-on-one bending fights. <laughs> Number four is Kelsong. Yeah, Kelsong. Like initially, my head, I went straight him to number one. Because uh, Kelsong is he his name is what the uh, human typhoon. It, the, that's his name for a reason. The one description that we get of his uh, bending prowess is such an overwhelming <laughs> event in every sense yeah. that like it's literally all that we have to work off is this uh, amazing feat of bending strength, and that's it. There's no like oh well you know. He also messed up over here this time. Like, nope. Yeah, Tagaka, the Pirate Queen, which I recently released some official images of Tagaka, uh, Heron, and Janju, uh, which is interesting. Oh, the next nice. time you read it, you can have a... Uh, Tagaka looks cool. The character designs is really cool. You think that's um, going to come into play in a near-ish future production of some type? I'm not sure. There's been a lot of there's been a lot of Avatar news lately, but there's been so much that it's not. It's just like confirmed by Avatar news, and they're probably right. But it's like it's so much that I'm just like I'll just wait until I get official stuff about it to even see if it's true or how big it is. Uh, they have said that in a future project, the uh, Kyoshi novels will be referenced at least, or maybe like, it might be a big deal. And um, I don't know. That's interesting, though. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. 
Um, uh, oh, but so Tagaka was talking about how much of a BA he was that like her pirate ships or ships would come to this certain area and he would just blow them away. And like you would think that that's a great airbending technique to do, like an air nomad thing. Don't kill them, just blow them away. But they get freaking tossed in the sea and thousands of people drown. And die. Hundreds uh, at yeah, a minimum, yeah. thousands at a likely. Oh, excuse me. Um, yeah, I think, listen, from number four through number one in my mind, uh, very stacked. Because number three is Aang. Ooh, people immediately don't don't turn it off, but they probably did. Here it's out. <laughs> well, that, that hurts a little bit. We, Aang at number three? We, yeah. We have the utmost sort of respect for for ang on here but just in terms of airbending prowess i don't know i I don't see any reason to put him above our one or our two um Hmm. i think you could make a fair argument that he doesn't belong above kelsung i like where he's at personally yeah i think that's the thing i i could when we were doing the avatar fight like I, i was really team avatar fights I was going back and forth between who would win between Aang and Kelsong. Both of them, neither one of them have like special special techniques. Um, but uh, yeah, like I don't think an Aang, air scooter is going to be horribly valuable in battle. Yeah, <laughs> Aang is really powerful. I don't want anyone to think that <laughs> that we think Aang is not powerful. He is very, very. He's a very, very powerful airbender. Probably a once in a generation no well that's no once in a generation still fits yeah. here yeah. yeah once in a generation yeah which just um, that uh, I mean, he, he took about out a lot of generations he took out that whole tornado with just an air beating technique with no avatar state not tornado volcano cool. yeah yeah uh he has really great fighting abilities like his his he uses bagua really well to evade uh benders um, but these other two just have techniques that Aang can't match. And just sort of a demonstrable offensive prowess to them that we don't get. Yeah. Uh, at least... Anyway, I, I'll, I'll, Aang could probably match them. I just think the other two, these things give them an edge over him. I think Match it's... in the sense that it's, it's close. Not that like they outclass him. <laughs> Like, Aang plays up to the level of his competition, but his competition that we're about to reference, just always, always there. Like, number two, Chris, number two is Zaheer. I waited Zaheer. as if there was like going to be yeah. a drum roll of some type. <laughs> um, Zaheer can fly. There. Well, that's, that's a huge freaking thing. Uh, and the way he airbends, if it was if Zaheer couldn't fly, I would have ranked him below Tenzin. But the ability to, because Tenzin beat him in a one-on-one fight, like it, it and Tenzin, I want to say it was an easy victory for Tenzin, but he's he uh, soundly beat Zaheer before he could unlock the ability to fly. Now, when Zaheer got the ability to fly. Dude wasn't just floating and levitating. He was flying at some pretty good speeds. 
his airbending fighting prowess is pretty good. While I don't think it's as high as Aang's, because he wasn't airbending nearly as long as Aang's, it was still really deadly. And he uses certain techniques like suffocation, which Aang uh, does not. I'm not saying that Aang couldn't. I'm just not sure. Would Aang even have it Aang... in him? I don't know. And also, bending is such a spiritual thing that I think when you go against what you consider to be the essence of your bending, uh, Aang probably wouldn't have been able to do that. It probably would have hurt his bending. It didn't hurt Zaheer's bending to do that to a person, to kill people. Zaheer levitate, he suffocate, he even educate. He even comes back. <laughs> I know he doesn't really teach Cora about airbending, but he does some education. He educates people about Gruul Yeah, like he see? educates Cora about spirit. He, so he checks cool. off the mastery the mastery box. Um, yeah, the that's pro- that might be the most controversial controversial thing on our list of putting Zaheer above Aang. Uh, hey, if, if people want to argue Aang over Zaheer, I. I get it. Like uh, you could probably convince me otherwise. You you could probably make some really good cases why Aang is better than Sahir. But flight and suffocation are uh, just two that's, things. That's that Aang a nasty have. combo. <laughs> uh, Chris, what if somebody wanted to argue with you about Sahir over number one, Yang Chen? You you could probably do that too. The thing, the difference here is so Yang Chen doesn't have flight but she does have suffocation and she has it good enough to a point that she can knock people out without killing them that takes skill and precision and also she she's an airbending master she has the same fighting skills as ang would um grant that's a little bit speculative i feel like i've been shown this all throughout the uh the novels uh, so what? The only reason why I think I, I, if I didn't know that Yang Chen could do the suffocation techniques, uh, I probably has to hear above her. But she is an airbending master through and through. Uh, yeah, she has. So in my mind, Zahir has sort of rationalized. Um, rationalize what he's doing. You talk about suffocation going against the grain of airbending, and that probably takes an extra level of, of strength. And there's something about Yang Chen's mastery of, of sort of going against her airbending nature to just get things done. And I don't know why, but that's like an extra impressive feat to yeah. me, like just for politics and just for function, just to get things done. She's kind of overcome. Like, norms being able to we've seen people's choices and their way of life affect their bending specifically in airbending like it's such a freaking uh which makes the element really cool it's such a disciplined element that if you stray from this path your bending will be weakened we've seen that in uh in Kelsong Right, he he felt so distraught about killing thousands of people. His bending wasn't; it's bending suffered for it. Uh, Kyoshi's parent, mom. Kyoshi's mom. She couldn't air she, just at all. 
criminal criminal life made it to where her air bidding was so weak she needed fans to concentrate. Uh, it's like and the Yang Chen being able to. Oh, keep going. No, I interrupted you. I'm saying. No, I'm saying Yang Chen being able to kind of compartmentalize things, still do stuff that is somewhat shot upon. Like she purposely went out her way to do the suffocation technique so people wouldn't see and judge her on it because she probably would get a lot of flack from I don't know whoever elders or monks were there who she uh, was beefing with. Um, but her airbending didn't suffer for it because she was probably strong enough and disciplined enough in her uh, morals and motivation that she can work through work through that. Of all the random like adjacent skills that we've mentioned, that might be the most useful skill that an airbender could have. And there's only I think so. There's only two on this like, list that have even kind of navigated it particularly well. Especially with Yang Chen, like people imagine the Avatar who could bloodbend and suffocate people to the point that they pass out. Like you could bloodbend a person to where like you can make them pass out because well, they do it all the time. So, uh, not so here. Um, Unalak did it. Unalak? No, not Unalak. Tarlak did it uh, to like a room full of people. It's a pretty pat to me. It's a it's a violent move, but it's almost a pacifist move. Like, all right, I'm gonna end this fight before it's even a fight. Granted, I'm going to do something egregious and invade your personal space and. I could kill you, <laughs> but but the hair uh, describes but, it best. Like you're when you're suffocating, you're like taking the oh essence of life. Yeah, you know, and that just I don't know. There's something extra, extra special and extra janky about Ying Chen's ability to do that. Kind of unimpeded, essentially. I don't know. Yep. Uh, so yeah, listen. I think I think top four is really kind of where it gets crazy. But I think uh, I don't know. I don't know what I would change now that we've like talked it all through. I'm in- interested to hear what people what gets oh, yeah. uh, where, what people think like where we're the most wrong because I think everybody will have different opinions. Yeah, what, what's the biggest the offenses that you feel we have committed on this <laughs> list, Chris? If you had to fit a giant uh, sky bison, <laughs> a giant flying sky bison on this list, <laughs> I you know what I I think. Uh, I think between Kyoshi and the other Airbenders and Kai, I think Oppa would be like number twelve material for me. All right, if let's say that Oppa was a person and had all the same abilities as Oppa, but is he is he a multiple ton person? Is he a particularly large? No, he's, he's just imagine just a regular. Imagine person. someone drew a human human version of Oppa, probably like six foot five, really big. But could fly at like seventy miles an hour, like faster than Zaheer, I'm sure. Um, well, I don't know. Zaheer took off really. Like he just he, he did. shot off. They're probably Apple could pro Apple could probably they, their speeds are probably hmm. Zaheer probably has a higher acceleration, but their top speeds are probably the same. That's fair. But Apple could probably so go longer. Yeah, but Dude. Apple could probably go longer distances. More, yeah, more in the tank. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um. All I know uh, is when when Zaheer flies, it makes me think of the difference between like an electric vehicle accelerating and a combustion engine vehicle accelerating. Like he doesn't have to accelerate; he just like he's just gone. Yeah. And that 
Yeah, and superheroes, there's like there's a difference. There's like the ability of flight, and then there's the power of flight. And he has the power of flight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He doesn't have to start Um, flying. He just either is flying or he isn't flying, and that's the end of the story. I would say this: Appa's tail is really good at creating gusts of winds. But you just described Um, him as a six-five foot person. Does he have a giant tail? No, I'll give him. I'll give him that same. I'll give him that same effect of stuff. Okay. So I would probably put, but he's also not. Um, he's not. There's no education or tact. Yeah, there's no precision either. Um, so I'll put him. You're probably right, but but he can fly though. It, it is tough because he can fly. But would would you put him? You know, if an avatar, if another non-bending avatar non-core avatar had to fight against anthropomorphized oppa chris what would happen would anthropomorphize i know it's not supposed to be a one-on-one i just thought it was a funny <laughs> mental image who 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 is below Korra? below Korra is jinpa and then kiyoshi and all the other avatars and then kai okay i'll it's, i might put him above Korra. Put him above Korra, yeah. Above Korra, oh, okay. So he's between Korra and Gyatso, number nine. Yeah, because he can... He... Yeah, maybe even above Gyatso, because he can fly and strong go some limbs, but it's like... He's, yeah. the, he's, the muscle. he's the muscle of the Avatar world. He's the bouncer of the Airbender world. Yeah. Just massive, strong. That's all he needs. Gets him by. Chris, that's a great list. Any any final thoughts you'd like to add on Airbenders? Uh, like when it comes to like the uh, new Air Nomads and Legend of Korra, I almost put one, but I, I had to look up. Yeah, his name. where does John Yahoo Heater fit, Chris? Where does Napoleon Dynamite fit on this list? He he was last. He Ryu, was I actually didn't know his name. Uh, Ryu or Ryu? Um, uh, I never because I never see him. I never see him airbending. Ever. Gosh, maybe maybe once when. During Janora's air bending, uh, air tattoo ceremony, uh, but there was one that I thought, oh, maybe they're the higher. There's a guy who shaved his head, like he had the precog abilities, you know, like he could sense danger. So I put him, I would put him at like second to last, right between Boomy and Iki. <laughs> Actually, I put him above. But... Poor Boomy, <sighs> he just never shows. I mean, any great airbending techniques. Imagine being 60 years old and you've gone your whole life uh, seeing other people hold a cell phone and having a cell phone. He's he's like 48. He looks bad for his age, Chris. He looks bad. (laughs) And he's been through. Simpson is like 44. Okay, so you're 50 (laughs) and you go through like your whole life and everybody else has always had a cell phone and you're aware of how a cell phone, you know, like is and. (laughs) But you've never touched a cell phone. And then all of a sudden at 50, somebody gives you a cell phone. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, here good. you go. And then what would happen? And I think what he, the way that he reacts and behaves is pretty spot on. Yeah. <laughs> I think they nailed it. Uh, sorry. I never me. wanted to be a cell phone. I user. never wanted to have a cell phone. Um, yeah, <laughs> they, I think they nailed that. And so. I'm yeah. too old for this. Exactly. No, I had no key of bricks. That's actually listen. This is a spot on analogy. The more I think of it, that is that's dead it on. Is, yeah. 
but I think he reacted appropriately and poorly. Um, no, great list. Chris, next week we're coming back with water, if I'm not mistaken. Does that sound right? Yes. Slightly longer list. I think this is the shortest list, but uh, one of the more top top heavy in an interesting for conversation way. So good start. Uh, I'm, I'm Sean Taylor. That guy over there is my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter fame. I'll put all of our information, like I always do, down in the description. And come back next week to hear us talk about waterbenders and ranking everyone. Have tell show. Heads. Ah, uh, you won. What did I win? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for watching. We will see you guys next week. Oh, I timed that really well with the coin flip, like when it landed and the screen changes. That's nice. 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 My favorite two face poses. Well, not one of them. It's Tills, kitty cat. He tells it to uh, I mean, I Great Alisle. Oh, nice. Yeah. Our friend, Great Alisle. <laughs>